Solving the following riddle will reveal the awful secret behind the universe. Assuming you do not go utterly mad in the attempt, say you have an axe, just a cheap one from Home Depot. On one bitter winter day, you use said axe to behead a man. Don't worry, the man's already dead. Or maybe you should worry, because you're the one who shot him. He'd been a big, twitchy guy with veiny skin stretched over swollen biceps, tattoo of a swastika on his tongue. And you're chopping off his head because even with eight bullet holes in him, you're pretty sure he's about to spring back to his feet and eat the look of terror right off your face. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 165, and tonight we are talking about John Dies at the End. Spoiler. Damn, you ruined it. No, sort of. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Penis Doorknob Jimison. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I would I would also uh, accept, um, uh, you also were almost uh, Andrew Dildor Jimison. Oh, oh nice. wow. That would have been great. Yeah, like that? <laughs> Should have gone on a limb there, man. Yeah, I know. Dildor. That was the, uh, <laughs> the name of Dumbledore before they... Changed it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually his lesser-known uh, third cousin or third brother, uh, who went into the wizard porn industry. It's very sad. Uh, and Cornelius exploding eyeballs, Logan. I really thought you were going to go for the old uh, old dead black guy thing, but I'm I'm glad you didn't. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, also, <laughs> though, if you were to die, uh, and I were to commune with you, I would hope that it, you would come back as Paul Giamatti. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, actually, I, uh, this movie wasn't that scary to, uh, to me until I realized that in my death, I could come back as a short, pudgy white man. <laughs> and I thought life's just not fair. Well, the concept of that, it was that that's what he thought he sounded like on the phone. That's right, right, right. I was saying, I mean, yeah. So I was thinking about that, like people who who listen to the show who have either never been to our website and seen our actual photos. Like, I wonder what what they think we look like. You know, like well, they they think that we have abnormally large heads. That's well, yeah, true. that's true. Thanks to Sam. Well, just you damn two. It. Damn it, Sam. Yeah, you two. Do. Yeah, uh, Sam is not with us tonight. Um, he is actually on a plane right now as we're recording this. From hey, uh, I'd like to point out that uh, that might not be entirely true. Um, well, like, like the ghost that he might be tonight, he might just show up at random times. Well, that actually is kind of accurate. He actually legit might pop in and out. I don't know. Um, and uh, my brother-in-law JP, who sometimes fills in, it was unavailable. Is all so it's just three of us, and that's okay. Um, we will uh, we will soldier on as we do, and um, hopefully no one will. Uh, burst into a cloud of flies or whatever. But all 
but we all work for the government, so who knows? Um, anything can happen. Anything could happen. Uh, so this is 2012's John Dies at the End. I'm pretty sure this never hit theaters. I think this was kind of an indie thing. And uh, Andrew will tell us more about John Dies at the End. All right. Usually I read from IMDb, mm-hmm. and it's something that some anonymous person has written. But tonight I'm going to read from IMDb, and this is actually written by David Wong, who is nice. the author of the book. Yep. John dies at the end. So this one might actually tell us exactly what happens in this movie. It's a drug that promises an out-of-body experience with each hit. On the street, they call it soy sauce, and users drift across time and dimensions. But some who come back are no longer human. Suddenly, a silent, otherworldly invasion is underway, and mankind needs a hero. What it gets instead is John and David, a pair of college dropouts who can barely hold down jobs. Can these two stop the oncoming horror in time to save humanity? No. No, they can't. Um, okay, well, that's, that's interesting, um, that. So, yeah, um, I, I think it's safe to say that none of us had seen this before, right? No. Okay. Uh, Corny? No, that's true. No, sorry, no. That's no, no, not. that's fine. Just making sure. Um, so I'll be interested to talk about this movie. This was, um, this was different. This was very different. It's freaking um, weird, man. Like, game over, man. It's a little weird. <laughs> And uh, it reminded me of two other movies. It reminded me a little bit of um, Swiss Army Man. Okay, I got you. Know, you. you yeah. know, not just with the penis jokes and some of the things like that, but just <laughs> some of the kind of the weirdness and some of the editing reminded me of that. Um, like, like if Swiss Army Man were directed by Sam Raimi, because this movie had some Sam Raimi kind of influences. And then this movie also reminded me of... Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, yeah, in a little. Yeah, yeah. And, and it made me want to watch that movie. Um, hey, uh, you know what it made me want to do? What's that? Uh, it made me want to ask you to uh, um, you know, play that one clip about me talking about my dog. Talk, you're, you talk about your dog? Just play the damn clip. Okay. <laughs> if you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. There you go. You happy now? Yes, I am. Thank you. Well, good. By, by the way, uh, who? Sorry. <laughs> Who's a good boy? That's that's all I wanted to say about that dog. Oh my gosh, Barkley, <laughs> which is a, a fantastic <laughs> a fantastic name for a dog. Um, yeah, man, what a great dog. Um, but you know, when it when you can psychically link to it, then I guess it can be a good dog, right? <laughs> um, uh, so I guess we'll do our intros and things like that. So Andrew, uh, you sir, lead off. All right. Well, like I said, I haven't seen this before. Um, and as as per my usual uh, statement, if a movie keeps my attention, it's a pretty decent movie. This one, I did find myself drifting at times, um, but not the whole time. There were some moments that I uh, really enjoyed watching it, and I felt like, uh, like you said, it kind of re- was reminiscent of John and Tucker and... Uh, or excuse me, Tucker and Dale, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then I also got a little bit, though, of a cheesiness to it, almost zombievers. 
mm-hmm. style cheesiness. And, uh, <laughs> and so that kind of took me away from the movie a little bit. And I think, I don't know, I think some of the, and I, I suppose the movie was supposed to be a little over the top when it came to the, the monstrous type aspects and the blood and gore. You could tell it was certainly fake and, and maybe it was supposed to appear that way. But uh, that kind of took me out. I think had they uh, done a little better job with that or even just left some of that out, the story would have been better for me or the movie itself would have been better for me. Okay. But I, you know, I enjoyed it. All right. I'm uh, lukewarm. Lukewarm? All right. Well, maybe we can change your temperature one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, um, corny. I'm on that soy sauce, mother. <laughs> no, um, I, uh, <laughs> I swear it's got hair. Um, uh, all uh, dick doorknobs aside, I, uh, I uh, started to enjoy the movie towards the end. And uh, like Andrew, I kind of drifted off uh, in the beginning. It was weird. I didn't know where the story was going. But it also kind of reminded me of Scott Pilgrim in the sense that you're doing one thing and all of a sudden you're doing something else. And it's just like, how'd you get here? But unlike Scott and program, um, it actually told you how you got there or, you know, uh, in the, in the scene of, uh, him lying down on the ground, you know, getting hit by the bullet. And he says, and then I stopped that thought because I realized I was no longer in the house, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting, um, how this worked out. And, uh, it did remind me of, of Tucker and Dale uh, in the sense that you got two uh, uh, unassuming heroes. And I wouldn't even know if they call them heroes, but I guess they, you know, Barkley's a real hero. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I enjoyed that part. And uh, if you hang around to the end, uh, that actually was my favorite part um, of them almost going on another adventure. Right. And doing the very thing that I've always wanted to watch a hero do. It's just say, nah, I, I don't want to do this, and right. then walk away. Yeah, basically they're like, yeah, I'll be right back. And then they're clearly not coming back. Uh, that, that would be kind of funny to see. you know. Uh, ba- well, basically that happened in uh, uh, Megamind, right? You guys seen that? I have not seen it. Oh, yeah. well, spoiler. Oh, well. Um, go watch Megamind. It's pretty funny. Uh, this This movie for me, were you done, Corny? Oh, sorry, and uh, one other thing. Mm-hmm. John doesn't freaking die. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Or does he? We don't know. Yeah. Does he? I mean, ultimately, in the end, yeah, he'll be dead. But Well, so there's theory that when John dies at like the police station, he is, yeah. in fact, dead. That's it. Gone, dead. And, oh, and uh, the rest of the movie, it's just a, it's a manifestation of... Um, of Dave, like Dave is projecting him there that he's not actually there, uh, oh. but he's such a powerful Which... ghost that he can still manipulate matter and things. That's how he's able to pick up guns and use a flamethrower, paintball gun, things like that. Yeah. So, and uh, that fight scene reminded me a little bit of Kung Fury in terms of the weirdness. Yeah. Of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie has a lot of like, like little influences from other things. Obviously Kung Fury came out after this, but, uh, so I, I'll say this. I, I didn't want to watch this movie. I'm going to be real honest with you. When I, I saw it was coming up, I was like, I don't know what this is. It looks dumb. 
we just come off Mortal Kombat where I had to basically fight for that movie between you two. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I just, I don't know. So then I started watching it, and in the intro, I'm like, oh, the hell is this? And so we get this little thing. So this, so, okay, I'll get there right there. So anyway, so like once I started the intro, and then we get to the diner with Paul Giamatti and realize that we're going to have inner monologue the whole time and some of these kind of awkward camera angles to make you feel uneasy. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then when they went into the basement and the doorknob turned into a dick, I'm like, oh, this is what this movie's going to be. And for some reason, I'm like, I'm in. I'm good. Let's do it. And all I it just... A dick. Do what? <laughs> just because... I said all it took was a dick. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah, which is weird to say. But like... I mean, and really, the, the I guess really the, the the point where I which I I I laughed, and I mean laughed out loud when Meat Man formed, um, and it was like, <laughs> at last we finally meet. And then they're like, "Well, you got the wrong dude here." And he pulls his phone out, and he's like, "Here." And then he goes, "Oh, he's on the phone." At last we finally meet, and then he gets zapped through the phone by Clancy Brown. I said, "Oh yeah, man, this is gonna be fun," and. I turned my brain off, uh, well, as much as I can. Again, I still have to take notes and things, but I didn't care. It was the movie's stupid. It's just dumb. But yeah. I also like some of the things that it's supposed to try to do. It's the things that it's try to make you think about. I mean, the whole intro, which is basically a a prologue, has nothing to do with the story at all. You know, that's not. Him cutting up the the Nazi guy who comes back to life has zero to do with anything in the story other than to establish that that Dave lived in a weird world and for some reason he he feels he feels like he has to take parts of the broken axe back to the warehouse guy to see whatever that guy's name was the you know, um I can't remember his name doesn't matter oh hefe yeah the guy and um. And basically all we're doing is establishing that this is kind of a weird movie, but the point of that intro is to question, right? Like he breaks the axe handle, so he's a new axe handle. Then he breaks the axe head, so it's a new head. So then when the guy says, that's the axe that killed me, is it really? Or is it not? So, <laughs> so like that's the whole concept is just because you're, you're seeing something doesn't mean that it's there. It's actually the thing that you're seeing. That's, that's too deep, man. Too well, deep. and that's what I think is supposed to happen. Um, and I actually kind of thought about it today at work, this movie, um, which I do. So, um, so, so, the, so this movie does something really interesting, I think, personally. This movie has like four timelines. So the prologue being one, so I'm going to cut that out. So there's kind of three timelines happening, right? So there's there's the timeline of the the storyteller version, right? So that's the present. He's telling the story to Paul Giamatti. Um, and in, in, this, in this timeline, we learn at the end, I'm going to use air quotes. You all right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like legit? Like do I need to pause the show? Oh, you're good. All right. I just see your microphone because you because you get your camera on, but all I see is your microphone literally floating in the in the in the camera there. <laughs> We're good. All right. <laughs> anyway, I forgot what I was saying. Um, no, really, I did. The timelines. Oh, the timelines. And 
So, so we're going to quote air quote, John is alive, you know, during this timeline, right? So we have John there, and this is all present. And then we have um, the other, another story that's after the main story of them meeting Meat Man and Shelly and Ball of Snakes and Penis Door and Weird Meat Locker. Penis Door. Is that a Pokemon? Penis, penis Door? Penis, penis Door, yeah. I, I choose door. you, Penis Door. Yeah, that, that seems real. Um, <laughs> if not, Nintendo needs to make that. They need, they need to make like an adult version of Pokemon and it's nothing but stuff like that. I like this idea. I, 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 while you guys are doing that, I'm going to look up adult version of Pokemon and see what pops up. Oh, jeez. That's, that's a dangerous one. Don't use a public... You're going to find Pokemon porn. Yeah. It's going to be Pokey porn. Yeah. <laughs> Pokey isn't, porn. That, uh, isn't that called Rule 34? If there's uh, something, there's a porn of it. Pretty much. If it's only, yeah, if it's only internet, then there's a porn version of it. Um, so there's like... So the three timelines are kind of happening at the same time, and I think that's really interesting. Um, there are other movies and TV shows that do it, um, and maybe better. One of my favorite, my favorite episode of Firefly does this. It's the episode where the ship is almost doomed, and then we get the backstory on how everyone gets on the ship, how he how he makes the crew, ah. and uh, and I love that episode because there's three timelines at this, at, you know, the past, the just past, and then the very past, or the present just past, and then the very very past. Sorry. Um, anyway, so, so this movie I thought did that well, some stuff it, I thought it kind of failed on. I mean, there's some things that we were really supposed to like, I guess, use our imagination on and they don't really explain, like, are we, are we saying that because of soy sauce, he's able to affect time, right? Because while he was lying on the floor or before lying on the floor, before he shot, he, does he like teleports back in time to when the bullet was made to distract the quality control dude number thirty two who doesn't see the fly fall into the casing of the bullet? Like is that what we're to believe happened? Or is that him like just in his mind visualizing how the whole process was done in the making of the bullet? But I mean, the guy was still distracted, so that the fly was landed on the bullet, so that when the powder casing went on, less I guess less powder was used or wetted by the deadness of the fly, which is why the bullet bounced off of him. But it made me think, like, did his astral projection, whatever they used in Doctor Strange, like float back in time to distract that guy? Like, is that is that what happened? I don't know. They don't explain. Yeah, I kind of ignored that. I just uh, <laughs> I did too. I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I quit. Yeah, and then the bullet bounces off of him, and then you're like, oh uh, wait, what? Wait, is he immortal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I wondered. I thought, well, maybe this stuff makes him bulletproof. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Dude, what a bitch in power, though. You know, like, and then does it? I guess he has a finite amount of that stuff, right? Um, uh, so far, uh, nothing uh, dangerous. That I found for adult Pokemon. Oh, good. That's good. I was like, wait, what? Oh, there's a porn. There is a porn though. Never oh, mind. Just kidding. I'm sure there, there is. It is. Yeah. Um, porn. <laughs> um, I did write uh, corny. I think your uh, jazz trio, Real life. Uh, black coffee trio, should cover hair. The hair song that the band sings. 
Oh, uh, the the only music in oh, the whole movie with the his, when uh, John's band is playing the song about hair. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, that one. Sorry, that one. Sorry, yeah. I had to, for a moment. I was like, what? What are you talking? Okay, yeah. yes, I think that would be funny. <laughs> all I actually, all I wanted to hear is Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Right, and that was funny, and that was a, a missed opportunity. I think like this was an opportunity. The, again, we've already established this movie is kind of weird and awkward, and we we missed, I think, an opportunity. Or not we, but they. The filmmakers missed an opportunity to give us something funny like that. I mean, Scotty doesn't know is hysterical. I mean, I'm like, it's it's funny, oh, yeah. and the fact that that Matt Damon is singing it is even better. <laughs> um, but there's the, the, the earrings and the shaved head, right? And, and I think he has a fake pierced tongue too, or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But like, give me something stupid like that, and instead you give me. Like a screamer song, kind of grunges, kind of thing that that says something about hair. I heard the word hair a bunch. I don't really know. It was very strange. Um, but whatever. maybe they were talking about people who pick up stuff after people die. No, you know. no, no. Okay, no. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, Clancy Brown is my hero. I love Clancy Brown and everything he does. I want more of him, and always, uh, of course, he would be our yeah, leverage yeah. connection. Um, Yancy Clancy. And uh, <laughs> I love Clancy Brown. He's great. Though his weird Russian accent kind of threw me off. It seems strange. Um, I'm just, I'm used to seeing him in like Starship Troopers and other things, but whatever. Well, yeah, he was in that. You can't, if you can't use your hands, then the guys can't nuke whatever. I can't remember what he says, but that's, that is him, right? I think it's him. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I like him. He's great. Um, putting an uncapped needle in your pocket is a real bad idea. I thought that was um, <laughs> real bad. Um, so this is based on a book, right? You guys knew that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was released chapter by chapter on the internet. And basically, the guy, John uh, Wong, I think is his name? I can't remember. David Wong. David Wong. He he basically right. Yeah, David, he kind of. <laughs> he said um, the Wong name. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Cool. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, he like writes for Crackled, back when that was a website that mattered or cracked. Cracked. That's what it was. Yeah, right? I was like, Crackle is the. Uh, That's not a thing. The really poor man's uh, Netflix, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cracked. Sorry. He writes for Cracked, or he did. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, now this makes sense. Sorry, yeah, I, I you just opened up a, a, a big uh, a memory bank for me. Yeah, I uh, I used to. Oh gosh, maybe two years ago, I uh, I read cracked articles a lot mm-hmm. uh, when I was working in a, a job where it gave me time to do that. And uh, yeah, David Wong wore a lot of things, and they were always hilarious. Yeah, uh, and then he would always promote his book. Don, John dies at the end, and it never occurred to me that this movie. Was based off of that book. Oh wow! I uh, and what, I, I must have been on the sauce and just came down. Right on the soy sauce. <laughs> what year is this? Um, and the one of the why am I black? <laughs> have I already died? Oh damn! Um, pick, pick up, get, buy a hot dog. <laughs> oh, the hot dog phone hot dog was funny. I liked it. I laughed. And then he's like, "There's a fifty dollar bill inside. It's just a piece of lettuce." Oh. Do you have an ATM card? <laughs> <laughs> that 
That did make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, there was some funny moments in this movie I, I actually really liked. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought it was fine. I actually kind of liked this movie. I mean, obviously, these, these guys are like, these actors are, I mean, well, he, so the guy who played Dave is in stuff like, he's in a movie called Apple Cart, and... All the creatures were stirring in Fetish Factory. I mean, these are all characters that have just one name. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he's Jack in Greenlight, and Alex in Untitled Adam Green Project, and Jake in Fetish Factory, and Robbie in Good Match, and Oz in Sequence. So, uh, but he was, what? He was an Ant-Man as additional voices uncredited. (laughs) Okay. Um... Good for him. Uh, <laughs> Ted White Knucklebelly Knock Knuckleby pursues the American dream. Sorry, that was a weird name. Um, I thought the cast was fine. Just you know, you don't know who they are. Again, uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, he executive produced this, um, so I guess he 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 liked it enough to um. To back it, uh, Corny, there's also a really, really great Marvel connection besides Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Okay. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Sorry. Not Marvel. DC. Shit. I can't remember. Yeah. I got to Google which one. I can't remember who owns that property. What's the comic? Well, if I tell you, then you'll... I, I don't know, so just go ahead and tell me the comment, and I'll tell you that answer. Uh, it's DC. Is it DC? Do you know what it is? Well, yeah, this, uh, I looked it up. Okay. Oh, I stumbled upon it as I was looking through there earlier. All right, so it's DC. I still can't find. I, it. I can't think. I can't think of my DC connection. Uh, actually, it's Dark Horse. Dark Horse produces it. It's not. I mean, I, I guess it's. Oh, that's right. I knew it wasn't Marvel. Yeah. So it's Hell it's your it's Hellboy is the connected movie. Oh, okay. So there's an actor in who's this my character. Who's your character? Who's uh, Abe? Is it Abe? Yeah, it's uh-huh. Abe. I thought so. Yeah. Doug Jones, the guy that played the weird tall dude that Roger North. Yeah, Roger North that grabs him from the backseat of the car and then sticks that <laughs> leechy thing down his shirt. Yeah, he's He's your yeah, Abe. That didn't make any sense either. What? what why? Um, Please explain to me. <laughs> which which part of why? Because there's a lot of it. Where did it come from? Or? Like, I thought. No, the, why? Okay. Like, why use so the creature? He, oh, I'm even sorry. Why? Okay, so why stick the thing in him for it to take over or try to, whatever, get into Dave, but he's at the end helping them go to the the world to kill the I don't the, I don't think he was trying to take over Dave. I think he was there to just kind of deliver a message and he needed his full undivided attention and what what better way to do it than have a a, a teeth wielding worm stuck to your boob. Um I mean I don't I don't know. How about not? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just as easy. Well, there is that too. Um well, that's how I get my rocks off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, North Carolina. I'll tell you what, man. Well, there actually is more. There actually is a Marvel connection. 
um, the voice of Karak, Karak. Um, he's done such things as the Guardians of the Galaxy TV series. He's played Groot, Heimdall, and Supreme Intelligence. Uh, in the TV series Rocket and Groot, he is Groot. Um, he is Groot. He plays Shredder in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. He is Groot. Yes, he is. Um, uh, he plays, what? I don't know, Miles from Tomorrowland. My son watches that. Avengers Assemble, he plays Groot. Ultimate Spider-Man, Groot, Juggernaut. He's in a lot of voice work is the point I'm trying to get to. My gosh, he's done a lot of work. He's got some pretty easy lines. Well, <laughs> well, I guess when you're playing Groot, you do, yeah. I love that they still got Vin Diesel to do Baby Groot, and they just altered, like, his, voice. altered his voice so it's still him. And <laughs> and we didn't get to talk corny after we saw it, so we saw Guardians 2 this last weekend. Yeah, we did. Um, that intro scene was one of the best intros <laughs> It ever. was. It, it was really fantastic. It's just. It was clever. I mean, there's no spoilers here, but it was just clever, and it was just a really cool way to introduce the team, and and like I don't know. It's just so funny how everyone just caters to to Baby Groot as if he's a baby, uh, <laughs> and not this eventually large, violent thing. Um. Anyway. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Ha ah, He punched his must- mustache off, and then his mustache attacked him on the face. That was gross and funny. Um, at least it made me. Laugh. Why did it sound like a bat? You know, I don't know. The whole, all of it was funny and gross. I just, I don't know. And weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, it's Tim. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of uh, Sam Raimi bits, uh, that scene in the holding cell or holding room or interrogation room mm-hmm. uh, screamed uh, Army of Darkness. Um, you know, he rips the arm off, yeah. and the arm goes proceeds to try to kill him anyway. Yeah, there was a lot of that happening in this movie. Um, like even the scene in the car when he uses the cigarette lighter. If uh-huh. people don't know what that is, cars used to come with cigarette lighters in them. Um, it's not just a place to charge your iPhone. Um, uh, he used, like, he, you show a quick shot of the, of the, he hits the button and then he shows that the lighter is hot into the camera and then, you know, he burns the slug thing and then whatever, like a lot of that stuff, that quick kind of zoom cut, very Sam Raimi and I loved it. Uh, dog ex machina I wrote, um, which was really funny. I'm not sure how the dog could drive the car. I get the, I get no driving. One, no, no one questions Barkley. Barkley. No one questions Barkley. Well, he did save the world, sort of. Um, and then I wrote, uh, oh, uh, I thought the cop was going to be an ally, and then I explode him, which was bad. Uh, I kind of saw that coming. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew he wasn't going to survive, but at least it wasn't black guy dies first. Was, that is very true. Asian guy yeah. dies first. But it does fall into the actually, uh, no, black wait. guy will die. No, actually, I'm wrong. Black guy did die first. Robert Marley was the first to die, wasn't he? Right? Oh, he was the he was Jamaican, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. I guess we have to pin. Chronologically, yes. In the order of the movie, technically, wasn't Nazi <laughs> Nazi man in the intro the first to die? Actually, but I think Nazi Man dies. Do what? 
He was dead before the movie began. Well, okay. yeah, but I think chronolo- I mean chronologically, chronologically, he's dead after all the other events, including death of uh, the Jamaican. Oh yeah, yeah. So you technically in in the timeline of life, then Robert Marley was in fact the first to die. So black guy does die first. So there you go. Damn it, David Wong. <laughs> Good job with the tropes. Um, uh, that's a lot of boobs. I wrote. <laughs> Was not expecting that. I neither, and, and it got really uncomfortable real quick. <laughs> well, and it was funny because like they even make the joke, "Oh, it's Vanilla Sky" or something like that. Yeah. Um, or eyes wide shut. That's what it was. Eyes wide shut. The joke that they made. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. This movie is supposed to be set in 1999, which is why no one has smartphones. Um, ah. um, and even that joke works because Eyes Wide Shut came out in 1999. Um, so the movie's supposed to be set then. I'm not sure why that matters, but it does. Um, I, maybe Y2K scare, why Robert Marley's talking about bombs dropping and stuff. I'm not sure. Um, and then they go to, uh, so they go to place, right, with all the boobs, and I'll, I'll at least say this about that scene. At least they didn't go to, like, the local strip club and just get a bunch of fake boobs, right? No, like, those just seemed like normal women boobs. I mean, it was about as unsexy as you can get. Well, and I think it probably helped in their recruiting, recruiting this role or these roles of having all these masks on yeah because you i mean you really could not make out anybody's face right even the main dude at the or the you know uh john cleese what's his name um i don't know i don't know the butterball turkey guy oh yeah he, um, <laughs> he uh large i think large man i think is yeah. what he's referred to as even though you could see he had a goatee, that's all you could tell. Yeah. You know, he had white hair and a goatee. Yeah. And that's all you could really He's see. also in a movie called Apple Cart. Oh my gosh. These guys are like buddies. Uh, Possibly. Uh, oh, you know, I will say this. Um, thanks for that scene. I could just say thanks for the memories. You know, the, that, uh, that's all I could say about <laughs> thanks that. Thanks for the memories. Wow. Is that a follow-up Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a very bad joke. I like it, though. Good dad jokes are great. Um, uh, I already said dong ex machina. And... I'm sorry, did you say dong ex machina? No. <laughs> I was not going to say, oh, so then he says, oh, then we, uh, let me show you in a cartoon. And then my, my, my next note was, oh, and this is where Watership Down comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, and then my last note was rest in peace, uh, Barkley, um, the true hero. And it's funny because it seemed like the whole point of the movie actually was to get Barkley in there because even Clancy Brown was like, he, he, we needed someone to, to, you know, to fulfill the mission that was be unimposing and they wouldn't let the dog in by himself. It's like, <laughs> wait, John and, and Dave were literally there just to make sure that the dog finished his job it didn't matter if they lived or not which is funny <laughs> um and i also thought it weird that they allowed them to carry their weapons into where their weird god thing alien snarlack pit thing was so 
Um, but it did take a nail bat to the eye, which is gross. Um, a lot of eye gore in this movie for some reason. Um, uh, it's pronounced Igor. Igor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I can fix that hump. What hump? What hump? There you go. Um, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I kind of like this movie. It kind of got me in a good spot yesterday. I kind of want to watch it again to see if there's any things I'm, I missed. Um, oh, I know I did. Um, I kind of like movies like that, but I also want to go back and watch Tucker and Dale. I'll also say this. My parents for Christmas, this is very random, but my parents for Christmas bought me like one of those little, um, you know how Nintendo came out with like the little mini Nintendo and had all the games. So Sega was like, well, we can do that too, but worse. Um, (laughs) and they did it, but like, it's only in like standard def RCA cables coming out. So it looks like shit on my flat screen. But I kind of want to go back and play Mortal Kombat after our show last week. Um, so I, I might do that later tonight. Maybe not tonight, but maybe later. Anyway, um, but I do want to go watch Tucker and Dale. And then and then that, for some reason, makes me want to watch uh, Hot Fuzz. So anyway, all movies better than this. Yes, indeed. All I have to say about that. Um, I, I want pancakes. You want pancakes? Yeah, it's just, just sorry, I just want pancakes. I continue. You don't have to apologize. That's just interesting. You, damn right, I don't. I mean, go get you some pancakes. That's fine. Um, Peace, guys. Uh, you can go to Waffle House. I don't know if they'll do pancakes, but um, uh, <laughs> I should do that. Hey, can I get a pancake? You should it's do Waffle that. House. Yeah, you listen to what I say. Right, I am the customer, and I am always right. Just pour that stuff. On the fryer. Don't, don't press it. <laughs> on the grill. Don't put it in the thing, in the whatever. Just... They'll probably do it for you. They do some sketchy stuff there. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's about the time that I uh, walked into <laughs> oh, a Waffle House at 2 a.m. And everybody was in a circle giving themselves a massage. What? Like the employees? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of like weird. Like I walked in and there were five people just massaging each other. I thought, and I literally went, I, I'm going to go. And I left. That's weird. I like the Jim Gaffigan uh, skit about Waffle House. Oh, what is his I've not heard it. Uh, he says, if you've never been to Waffle House, just picture somebody making breakfast in your bathroom <laughs> and smoking while they do it. <laughs> That's that's fairly accurate. That's uh, <laughs> one star review from from. Uh, well, if, oddly enough, one of my my former students here at Clemson now works at a Waffle House. He's a manager there, and uh, their management program is actually pretty good. They make a lot of money. I mean, once you're in the system for about ten years, you're making sixty seventy thousand dollars a year, and. And he was really, he saw that number and his guys got all big. And I'm like, dude, you got to work 60 hours a week to get there, though. I mean, like, you know, so he, he, he's been there about three months and he came, to, he came back to work um, at the university and was like, I hate, I hate Waffle House. I never want to go back. I'm like, yeah, I told you. Anyway, uh, he's making money, which is all that matters. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, I also quote, are they Ghostbusters? So, like, she went to them, but how did she know to go to them? Or was it that, like, John was just trying to hook up with her? 
And then she was like, oh, by the way, my boyfriend who's dead for two months has been harassing me. Like, But is John dead at this time? No, he's, oh, I guess actually, yeah, wouldn't he be? Yeah. Oh, no. So, see, that's that's where I'm always confused because yeah. if, he, if he's dead then, he's also dead when he meets the girl. But why would a dead person not see that she isn't what, you know? Well, I mean, like, yeah. the dead people don't see, they only see things that they want to see, right? Like, they established that in the sixth sense. So, not that that makes canon real for dead things, but... I mean, you know, like Paul Giamatti, he was a six foot three black guy, and he saw himself. Well, I guess he actually probably saw himself as that, but yeah, Dave and saw Dave him. saw him as Paul Giamatti, right? So when Dave saw whatever Snake Lady as this kind of meek, kind of creepy looking girl, and John saw her as something else, I don't know. It's confusing. See, those things, and I will say this, while I did enjoy the parts of the movie, you know, as it kind of picked up and it got really interesting, I, this is way too confusing. I need resolution to this. I need to know that John is, in fact, alive at this point in time, or he, he never died, or John's from the future, and he's just calling, you know, doing that. But obviously he's, he's like dead, or, you know, he's dead at the, I don't know. For, pineapples, for, I can't do this. For what, for, pineapples, for what it's worth, for those listening and who have not seen the movie, John doesn't die. We're just going to say it that way. He doesn't die. In the, the end. In the end. He dies, but then comes back. Like, he dies and then goes into a coma, and then somehow that kid, curly-haired kid kidnaps him, and then the dog licks him back to life. Or maybe uh, he's just comatose. And yeah, he's an actual projection. He's gone around. He gets into the dog. All right. You know, he's floating around, and 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 then he the, goes uh, back into his body when the dog licks him. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'll I'll go with that. I mean, shoot. I mean, we had a hot dog cell phone, so why not? Um, <laughs> I will say this. I did laugh when he was losing signal on the hot dog. He looked yeah. at it like <laughs> like it would be a phone. You know, like you would look at it to be confused. It was that was actually really funny. I thought. What a normal thing to do in a very unnormal situation. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the funny things in the movie. Uh, uh, okay, so the <laughs> the whole the only reason why we need this girl to have to be an amputee is so that her ghost hand can open the ghost knob. I thought was kind of <laughs> strange, but I don't Inoffensive know. Offensive to amputees. Yeah, and they called her an ampy. You're an ampy. I thought that was weird and super <laughs> inappropriate. You want a beer? No. My dog just bit a Jamaican. I got to go. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not as bad as I need to go wash my hair, but. Um, you know, it actually kind of reminded me of a uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite kind of thing. <laughs> you okay there, Sean? Uh, went down the Sean, too. Sean, Sean died. He, Sean dies in the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna die in this podcast. Um, no, I'm all right. Uh, I don't know. I was dying. What? <laughs> Sean um, doesn't know. Sean doesn't. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, all right. You ready for some clips? 
Hell yeah. Um, ready for some clips. Here we go. Uh, wait, I'm in the wrong menu. Okay, here we go. Uh, three, two, one. The family still around? I was adopted. I never knew my real dad. You could be my dad for all I know. Are you my dad? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. And that's funnier because Paul Giamatti thinks he's a six foot four black guy. <laughs> so it's like, in all fairness, have you seen my kid? <laughs> so I, I think that's, I think that's actually funny. Again, that's one of those moments that would be funnier the second time viewing. Um, uh, yes, yes, you know. Anyway, um, this is where I realized that I was watching, um, um, shit, uh, Swiss Army Man. John and I are having a bit of a problem here. We're both seeing completely different versions of you. Now, John here has eyesight problems because of his constant masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. It's like something I would actually say to somebody. (laughs) What's supposed to happen? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, well, we're going to hit that later. Um, The devil. There you go. Um... Uh, this is Paul Giamatti freaking out. Oh, shit, shit, shit. What the shit is that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so like, I gotta be honest with you. If you guys did the thing and then you looked over in the cage and saw the thing, like, I mean, I think I know Corny's reaction. Corny's going to go find something and try to blow up his car. Right, like yeah, uh, that's 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 one hundred percent accurate. You're not going to go back into the diner like everything is fine. You're going to go kill it with fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, why does that exist? Yeah, kill it, kill it with fire. Yeah, like I don't know. What about you, Andrew? What's what's your first reaction out of that? What's that? <laughs> if you saw the thing in the cage that was doing the thing that it oh, was, yeah, <laughs> I would not say what the shit is that too. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's funny. It, it was like a cross between a one of those really huge mosquitoes and a scorpion right. and a spider. And it's the I, uh, the I face huggers. Like, I don't like any kind of bugs. It so. kind of did look like a face hugger. Yeah, a little bit. Um, they also kind of look like the I guess the demons from Constantine. A yeah. Bit. Stupid cats halfway in, halfway out. Or one foot in, one foot out. No, mine sure as hell is sometimes. Uh, I like this little um, little bit by the cop, his little rant. Um, which, by the way, we've seen this actor in. Uh, he was in Sahara, or and Sahara. Gremlins. Sahara. He's in Gremlins. Yeah, he's the uh, science professor. Oh, you're right. He is the science professor that does all the things on the things and shouldn't, oh, and then gets eaten by the thing. Yeah. He's known for Super 8, Men of Honor, Gremlins, and Burlesque. Apparently, Sahara isn't good enough. Um, I liked him. I liked him a lot. Um, so here is uh, 28 seconds of him. Now what I think, I think stuff is both real and not real at the same time. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I don't know very much about other dimensions and all that. I'm an old school Catholic. I believe in hell. I believe that it's more than just murderers and rapists down there. I believe in demons and worms and vile shit. The grease trap of the universe. 
I believe in a thing called love. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, my friends. We have made it to Detroit. Detroit. Uh, and yep. That's a ghost knob. <laughs> That's a ghost knob. Well, okay, that's fine. What what was it again? That's a ghost knob. Oh, okay, sure, because that's normal. That sounds like something I would use on my mixtape. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a ghost knob. <laughs> ghost knob. It does <laughs> kind of sound like weirdly technical. Um, what's that? What's that on your mixer there, Sean? Oh, it's the ghost knob. Oh, okay. What do you use it for? <laughs> when the uh, when the lead guitar player is pointing to his guitar for me to make it go louder, I use the ghost knob to make him think it's going louder, and it's not. That hey, so uh, that just... my friends is real, by the way. Oh yeah, I know it is. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> I was gonna say I got the chance to do that a couple Sundays ago. Um, uh, long story short, our our uh, worship leader. Uh, went out of town, and as opposed to finding just one person to replace him, and we continue, uh, the person he found had an entire band, so we we uh, had off Sunday, but I ran sound, and uh, literally had the same thing, and I was like, can you turn me up? Like, yeah, sure. Went to some channel, wasn't even in use, turned it up, I was like, hey, I appreciate it. Yep. Yep. Do it all the time. Any 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 musician out there who's listening to this show, we sound guys, we do that too. Okay, mm-hmm. just just so you know. Especially if you're a bad musician. I mean, I, well, not even that. I mean, like, so when I used to run sound for uh, the band called The Road, which was uh, uh, the band that um, that Stephen, a good friend Stephen, was in. Um, the there was a lead guitar player. His name was Chris, and he had a girlfriend who would literally come to the board and be like, "You need to turn him up. I can't hear him." And then I would just pick a fader that had nothing to do with anything and push it up, and she'd say thank you and leave. Um, or like when Chris would point to his guitar, because he always would point to his guitar and then the mains and then up. Like, you're paying me to make a judgment call on what this sounds like. So I would turn him up in the mo- his monitor to make him think like he was getting louder. I like to take uh, take the mics for my jazz band, and if the soloist isn't quite that great... Uh, you know, I'll <laughs> hold the mic closer to them and make them think that it's louder. And really, the mic is not, you know, not even on. <laughs> you know, what you could do is you take the mic cord and pinch it. And so all the audio builds up. And then when you let it go, they get a whole bunch of oh, that's not, I'm just teasing. Just teasing. That's not how audio works. It's a ghost now. Okay. Anyway, um, here's 18 seconds of Clancy Brown being weird. He cannot be destroyed by conventional means, but I have a plan, ladies. It is called the Tripper. And it came from where, exactly? This is an experimental Cold War weapon designed to take down a city the size of Moscow. Okay. I'm, I'm all for your futuristic weird weaponry and things. Clancy Brown with your weird Russian accent. But he says it's literally a stick of C4 with a hallucinogen. One brick of C4 will take out a house, not Moscow. But if it has a hallucinogen, it would make you think it took out Moscow. I mean, I guess it would. But, I mean, it's not... I guess if the idea is by taking out Moscow, you're going to make everyone go all Kingsman for a few hours, fine. But... 
Which, by the way, that trailer looks so flipping good. I'm excited. Um, Ooh, you should be. For Kingsman 2. Um, dick doorknobs for all. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, speaking of dick doorknobs. Your wiener is even smaller in person. There you go. So <laughs> I kind of want that on my phone so I can just play that as somebody. Well, you can have. Your wiener is even smaller in person. You can have that forever, Andrew. I'll yeah, email it to you. send that to me. Yeah, I sure will. Oh my gosh. Might make that my ringtone. <laughs> you know, if you send that to him, it'll get to Sam, and then Sam will never, oh never God. let you live. No, he'll, I'm sure he'll do it some way, some way to embarrass me with it. He'll probably like post it on Facebook and then tag me. Ugh. It's, what's funny is it's like an ominous God voice. I know. I mean, and this is the guy that voiced uh, Garrosh, Hellscream, in friggin'. Um, uh, not Heroes of the Storm. What's it called? Um, World of Warcraft. I mean, like, he's got a great voice. And he... he... Your wiener is even smaller in person. <laughs> uh, he probably did that as a joke, and they were like, no, no, we're going to record that. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, that, that stays. That's just too funny. All right, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I don't know why that made me laugh. Um, I've heard that 500 times. Oh, tropes I wrote. Dog X Machina and Noir VO. Um, for some reason, I thought I, I wrote, I, I was going to write a note and then I stopped. So, literally, there's like half a note about a hopping man opportunity, but I don't remember what it was now. Oh, the girl with the uh, fake hand. Well, no, she came, she comes back. I mean, we, she's there and then she's back and then they make out at the end. So, I mean, she has a resolution. Yeah. I mean, I guess you got to. I mean, kind of. It's not. I don't know. Is it Hopping Man, Snake Girl? I don't know. Maybe she is. Maybe she's not. Oh. I don't know. You got to hand it to her, though. You know. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That fake hand looked real bad. Like that looked worse oh, than King, <laughs> like Kingpin fake hand. Um. So anyway, director Don Casarelli stumbled upon David uh, uh, David Wong's novel as a result of an email product recommendation. Quote. True story, I received an email from a robot on Amazon.com, and it told me if I liked the zombie book I just read, the zombie book I just read, that I would like John Dice at the end. I read the long, the long, I read the little log line, and it was just amazingly strange, and I thought, well, this might even make a good movie. Plus, it had arguably the, arguably the best title in motion picture history. Uh, I will say this for David Wong. He he does he's actually really clever at making titles. Um you know like um like the sequel is Dave dies at the end? No, it's not. It's actually and something the third one is Tom dies at the end. No, there actually is um other things you might like. Hold on, let me find his I want his website. He's, Sally's he, born at the beginning. So he he just wrote a book called "What the Hell Did I Just Read" by David Wong. Um, there's something called "Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits." Um, I mean, he's really uh, he's really good at this stuff. John dies at the end. This book is full of spiders. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I think he's clever. Uh, that guy who makes those things you like. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, he has a podcast. Good for him. Well, 
The only other trivia that I wrote down that I thought was worth is the uniforms worn by the two members of the Human Liberation, Liberation Army were not made for this film. They were uh, they originally appeared as the Thermian outfits in the movie Galaxy Quest. That did look familiar. Right? Yeah, they did. We <laughs> need your help. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of Galaxy Quest, have you guys seen the new trailer for the new Seth MacFarlane Star Trek spoof? I have uh, not. I just saw that it was a thing today. Right. I haven't seen the I haven't watched the trailer yet. It's it's actually kind of looks really kind of interesting and <laughs> I mean it I mean it's a complete, you know, comedy. I do love Seth MacFarlane. I I do too. Um, I liked like the first three or four seasons of uh, um, Family Guy. The Family Guy. Yeah, they get kind of weird afterwards. What's it called? Oroville is what it's called. Uh, they filmed, follows the crew of the not-so-functional exploratory ship in Earth's interstellar fleet 300 years in the future. I mean, the uniforms look just like Star Trek. He's got like a... I mean, it looks like it's a Star Trek ripoff. I mean, it's a complete spoof of Star Trek, but they make fun of stuff. Like, there's the one in the, you have to watch the trailer, but there's a bit in the trailer where he's talking with this alien who's threatening him, right? And he's in the view screen, right? But he's not centered. He's off to like right of camera. And like, he has this great threat. And then McFarlane goes, Can you take like two steps to your right? And then he does. He goes, Why? He goes, Great. Now you're centered. It was driving me crazy. Like, just stuff like that. <laughs> So I, I think it's actually going to be funny. And here's the here's kind of the problem. Maybe the new Star Trek Discovery trailer dropped today for the new Star Trek series, which is on CBS All Access, which is the most freaking pisses me off so much. I don't want to curse because I don't want to go back and bleep it out. But um, uh, anyway, the trailer came out, and I'm cautiously optimistic about a new Star Trek. But what? makes me kind of nervous is like we're going to have two shows competing one serious trek another one making fun of trek and i wonder which one is going to be more widely viewed probably the fox thing because it's on fox and not on some bullshit fox streaming site that you gotta pay eight dollars a month to watch or whatever so anyway who thanks cbs um it's like CBS All Access, and there's you have to pay. It's like I can't, it's like eight bucks a year or eight bucks a month or something. I can't remember, but I'm gonna have to pay to watch Star Trek, and I'm I'm kind of pissed off about that. So it just I don't know. I don't want to get too much in the soapbox, but Trek is kind of a thing that I feel like should just be open and re- available for everyone. Well, if you got eight bucks, you can watch it, Sean. Well, and not everybody has cable. Whatever. Still it's stupid. Stupid. Anyway, they filmed 15 episodes, and the, the the pilot trailer looks kind of interesting. And they've got some cast members that are pretty pretty good. Michelle Yeoh is in is kind of the lead. She's like not the lead, but she's like the captain. And anyway, some Walking Dead people are in it. It's fine. All right, moving on. Sorry, uh, I'm not going to do a recasting for this movie because it just came it came out well just five years ago. But um, not going to do it. Soundtrack grade. Don't remember it. Honestly. Was there music? I mean, other than the hair song? It was, it was typical horror like, minor chord. Yeah. Like I like I don't even remember it. I just don't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna look. Was there even a composer? I mean Yeah. Uh 
Barkley as himself. The dog actually is named Barkley. That's actually great. That's very clever. Um, and the two Dr. Marconi assistants are actual sisters. Twins. I kind of thought it was like it's one person. Um, I didn't have that budget. Oh, Brian Tyler? No. The guy that did Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, some of the Fast and Furious movies? That's the same guy? Yeah. Now You See Me Too? What were you doing? Age of Ultron? Huh. I don't remember I, I I don't remember that you did any music for this movie. John died. It was so good you just didn't even notice. I mean no, I, is that I don't think that's good though. It just wasn't memorable. Yeah. I mean maybe he just had some scraps left over. Let's see, two thousand twelve. What else was he doing in two thousand twelve? Um he just done twelve episodes of Terra Nova, Modern Warfare three, Final Destination five. I mean he did Battle Los Angeles. I got some leftover Battle Los Angeles. Actually, that wouldn't really work. Law Abiding Citizen, Final Destination. So he might have had some leftover Final Destination stuff. Or yeah, maybe that makes sense. Or Dragon Ball Evolution. Ugh. Gross. Oh my god. Um, make me want to punch somebody in the throat. Like the director of that movie. Um. Anyway. Uh, Sandra Gray. Now, uh, top three. Oh, I, I play music. Um. Excuse me while I whip this out. Hell yeah. Top three. So we uh, kind of created this idea of since the soy sauce is what kind of gives John and Dave powers, um, we're going to use a substance, whether it's a controlled substance is up to you, but some kind of substance that gives you powers. Right? That's kind of how we worded it. Right? Uh, Substance-induced powers. So, let me write that down anyway. Um, that's what we're going with, and hopefully it'll be fun. I can't spell. Jeez. Powers. Uh, so, Andrew, you were three. Okay. Well, the first one, uh, well, which would be number three, uh, is actually one of my all-time favorite movies, and that is Hook. And in the movie Hook. Oh, the fairy dust. Sprinkles fairy dust and gives them the power to fly. I was always confused. If the point of the fairy dust is you have to use a happy thought to fly, how can they how can they make the pirate ship fly? Good question. It wasn't um, to question, it was just to do. This, this is the things that I think about. Number two is limitless. Mm-hmm. I have never seen it, so but it's I would have heard it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, they made a show about it. Show it, sucks. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and number one, this was and not really a stretch, but again, one of my favorite movies of all time, and that is Deadpool. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, they give him a chemical that kind of kicks in his mutant, mutant mutagen, whatever, his mutant powers. Uh, oddly, not a mutant. Well, that's how they describe it in the movie. I know. I know. Just... Yeah. Just a dick. Just a dick. <laughs> you look like a you look like a scrotum with teeth. Um, okay. Uh, corny. All right. Uh, I, so uh, my number three, uh, I will go with uh, uh, blood for blade. Uh, oh sure. He consumes that and gets super strength. Um, a very easy number two uh, 
the Super Soldier Serum uh, for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very bland, except for the last one. I uh, an honorable mention to Popeye because you know spinach, yeah, spinach. That was a terrible impression. There you go. Better, yeah. Tired. Can't even draw to move that fast. And this is a superpower that apparently I have at least demonstrated at least once, and I'm not necessarily proud of it, but. Uh, uh, Frank the Tank, when he consumes alcohol, gains uh, <laughs> uh, slight intelligence oh, <laughs> from <right. laughs> old school. Um, fun fact, uh, I was uh, playing trivia with some friends, I don't know, like six, seven months ago. And um, uh, I probably had you know, a little more than I wanted to at the evening. And then uh, somehow um, <laughs> spouted spout off like seven answers in a row that were completely random. We won. Nice. <laughs> and the next day they were like, hey. Uh, way to pull through, and I was like, "Pull through what?" Right. Well, that's like Chad, God rest his soul, who oh after, after about oh. five beers, you could not beat in foosball. Like, no, and this is true. This is I, I have been there to see it happen. Yeah, I have too. It's been it's fantastic. <laughs> like, and he was the same way with Super Mario Brothers Melee. Um, with Melee, yeah. if after his fourth beer, you're done for the night. Like, okay, <laughs> Chad has hit Super Saiyan level. We're done. Ganondorf is raping everybody. Yeah, all you, oh, yeah, Ganondorf is just, all right, we're done. You know, like, I, at that point, Billy is turned into Jigglypuff and is just trying to knock him off, and I'm using <laughs> Pikachu just trying to get some lightning in. But, yeah, if Chad got to beer four, done. He's over. All right. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. I miss Chad. Uh, and, uh, well, yeah. All right, right on. Frank the Tank. We're going streaking. <laughs> Come on, bring your green hat. Let's go. Uh, my number three was um, Slow Mo from Dread. That didn't really give you power. Oh, yeah except, yeah. except that you could do things with your brain, I guess. Uh, number two, it's a shitty movie, but um, Leave, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the serum that Dr. Jekyll uses to become Mr. Hyde. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I could have just done Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but I've never seen that. But I have seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen um, several times, in fact. Um, which, by the way, this is kind of funny. Um, my um, uncle posts, uh, Uncle Steve, um, posts random things on Facebook. And one of them was the picture. It was a, it was a picture of that car from that movie. And I don't, he did not realize that it was a prop car and was kind of you know making fun of it like, you know, look at these rich people and their rich cars that they blah, 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 blah. And then I commented, it's from a movie. And it was, oh, you didn't know. So anyway. Uh, and then my number one, and honestly, I only put it number one because of the power it grants, not because of the quality of film. If I did it that way, then Dread would be number one, League Two, and this one would be three. Uh, but that would be Lucy, where she... Oh yeah, because she's a drug mule, and then the bag breaks, and then her "quote unquote" brain gets to become a hundred percent power, or she gets to use a hundred percent of her brain, and then she's able to control matter. And frankly, it's one of the worst Luke Besson movies I have ever seen. Um, that movie pissed me off so much. But anyway, I've I've not seen it, but somehow I felt it would be bad. It's I mean, like the first hour, you're like, okay, and it looks like a Luke Besson film. And it's got some kind of interesting things. And then once she starts getting to her powers, it's kind of cool. But then she becomes OP. 
And then the end of the movie is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I'm just going to be real honest. I'm coming down with OPP. Well, you know me. Hey. So, <laughs> Sean beat me to it. I, I'm not sure if I'm okay so, with it. Well, I, know, I mean, I was really surprised by that. Well, it, it is kind of my nickname. Um, there you go. That's it. That's our show. Um, no, uh, no emails, which is fine. Again, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I like how we die a little bit inside every time we say that. I know. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. I just, oh, Joe Pesci. Shit. Almost forgotten. Oh, right. I just, you know, we had a, we had a handful of uh, regulars that used to email that we haven't heard from a while. So either they've given up on us, which is highly... Uh, very, yeah, very likely. likely Encouraged. Um, um, or they just are tired of writing because they're the only ones that did, so... Um, they left when Chad left. I mean, that might be true. I mean, uh, or maybe I know, they were Chad. Dum dum dum. Well, I know that um, one of them, uh, AOL Jeff, was friends with Chad. So maybe when Chad stopped being part of the show, he stopped listening. I mean, I don't know. AOL Jeff or, is, or is AOL Jeff, and he's but, been working on the email for six months. Yes, yeah. Three months from now, when you're able to download this episode, let me know if you're still listening. Oh. Hey, um, I was going to say something. Never. Um, uh, continue. Okay. I will. It's a ghost knob. Okay. Out of 10? Yeah, yeah. That's a good time for that. Um, <laughs> I do, Andrew, uh, Andrew. Andrew is first. I was going to say, Sam has not had a chance to watch this movie. I would be interested if he... I, I'm going to tell him he should watch this movie. I think it's worth watching. Um, I really do. And uh, I'll be interested to see what his out of 10 would be on this. Andrew. Yeah. Um... Uh, it didn't, it didn't, uh, tickle my interest very much. Uh, but it, it wasn't, I don't know. This is right in the middle of the road for me. So I'm going to just say five. Okay. Um, you know, I liked it better than, than, uh, Zombievers, but. Or Mortal Kombat, better known as Anal Linkage. Yeah, the, but not you, not quite as much as uh, Tucker and Dale. Did Did you notice what the name of that pod, that episode was? The, oh no, I did. The name of that episode is "It's Not Going to Be Dot Dot Dot." <laughs> Corny. Um, I'm actually uh, the more we've talked about it, the the, the more kind of like the weirdness of the film, but it's still not. Uh, um, you know, something awesome. So I'm going to give it a, oh, I, I burped and uh, almost didn't burp at the same time. It was very uh, uh, disheartening. Um, I'm going to give it a 6.99 because right. uh, I can't give it a 7, but I it was uh, much better than Mortal Kombat. Um, and I and, and the fact that I um, read cracked articles with David Wong actually just helped that make it a little better. So yeah, 6.99 uh, random sets of boobs out of 10. Okay. I'm actually going back and looking and see. I don't think I have. No, I don't. All right. I'm really curious now. What what we gave as an, on average Tucker and Dale. Because um, I'm curious oh, to did see. I not, I was like, did I not do that one? Uh, it, no, it only goes so far back. It doesn't go all the way back. Um, 
I'm just curious. It's not really going to affect my number because I'm kind of with you, Corny, that, wow, really? Sorry, Bone Tomahawk is above movies like Hot Fuzz? Bone Tomahawk is one of the best movies ever made. No, it's not at all. Yeah, it is. Stop it. it. Fantastic. It's not. He freaking wishboned a guy, and I wanted to pee myself. But it was done well. Um, and according to Sam, <laughs> i got to make fun of Sam here, and he does sometimes listen to our, uh, when he doesn't make it. According to Sam, uh, hot fu- uh, uh, Swiss, uh, Bone Tomahawk was an 8.025. Swiss Army Man was an 8,043. <laughs> uh, we were a damn good movie, man. Yeah, you shut your mouth. We were using a different scale that day, apparently. Out of, that was a... Uh, out of 10,000, what do you want to give it? Um, it's over 9,000. Yeah, so Tucker was uh, a 7.75. Um, so my point of looking at that kind of was I want to make sure that I'm not above that, which I'm not. So I'm actually kind of with you, Corny. The 6.9 I like. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the exact same thing. The 6.99, it's not quite a 7. Ah, sorry, I screwed up my Excel. There. It's not a seven because there's some kind of confusion. There's some things that aren't really resolved. Um, there's some other stuff that's just kind of weird. Maybe with a better effects budget, you don't have um, some stuff like the carob. <laughs> well, the penis turnob didn't look all that that bad, but like the 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 thing at the end looked real terrible. I mean, it looked like 1996 3D Studio Max kind of stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. um, but I mean, the movie was a super low budget. I get that. I mean, it was it was looking for 12 million dollar budget. So I mean, I thought it was fine. I thought it was that was pretty fine for that. So. Rated R for bloody violence and gore, nudity language, and drug content. There you go. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's it. John dies at the end, though he doesn't. Uh, non-spoiler alert. I wish more movies did that. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if movies gave you a spoiler, but it wasn't actually a spoiler? You know, like... Black uh, guy dies in the end. Yeah. <laughs> or black guy lives a whole movie. That's the name of my movie. <laughs> Uh, no, the, the the spoiler would be that the black guy live. Right. The non-spoiler spoiler would be black guy dies immediately. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, like John John McClane, um, yeah, dies at the beginning. Uh, wait, what? No, no, he doesn't, because it's called Die Hard. Um, that's it. That's our movie. I'm done. I have nothing more to say. I'm out. I quit. I'm just teasing. Uh, we're doing next week. What are we doing next week? Uh, Nights. Uh, is it still streaming? I think it is. What? What? <laughs> what, are you what? 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 Uh, we are doing something called Knights of Badassdom. Um, I think. Unless, uh, yeah. unless Andrew and Sam both watch Guardians of the Galaxy uh, over the next um, week, then we'll do that. We'll do a spoiler cast of that, but if not, then we will do Knights of Badassdom. I'm looking to check. It is still streaming. I have no flipping clue what this thing is, is, but it's only an hour and 25 minutes long, so 
Uh, oh, it's got Summer Glau in it. Peter Dinklage? Steve Zahn? Oh, oh yeah. I'm in. What? My wife has actually seen this and said that it was it was pretty good. Venturing into the woods. Into the woods. To act out a medieval fantasy, three friends face a real-life struggle for survival after inadvertently conjuring a succubus. Nice. Oh, I'm in. This looks this looks great. I'm actually excited now. Um, well, well, Steve's on in Summer Glau, uh, uh banter would I think would probably be pretty good. Oh, I like Steve's on because she'll, she'll be pretty straight and he'll be like, "Well, I got you a coffee, but <laughs> <laughs> did you did you get a receipt? Yeah, I got her receipt. Nah, anyway, oh Sahara, I like that movie. Yeah, speaking of other movies, so. Uh, Freaking Enemy of the State is now on Netflix, so I think we need to. Oh, I love me some Enemy. Of the jump State. on that mother. Yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll throw it in the list. I'll do it right now. I'm crazy. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it's gonna get re, what it's gonna replace or bump, but um, I really like that movie, so I'll figure it out. We'll 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 play with the list. Um, yes, we will. Um, what? Oh, never mind. Sorry. Uh, this is what I was looking for. You okay? Yeah. Next time, you go. The hell took you so long. What? Hey, guys. I stopped for coffee. You got a receipt? Yeah. I got a receipt, and I got you one, too. You're the Daddy. best. Yeah, you know what? I'll even get you the money from Sander. Daddy! What? <laughs> Sorry, I had to play it. Uh, I didn't realize it was that long. Um, That's what she said. Oh, I did oh, it for myself. Wow. You were fire tonight. Oh, sorry. Nice. I didn't mean to play that. Um, dad jokes abound. Here we go. That's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. You guys are so awesome that you actually listened. Um, if you are hearing my voice, which of course you are, uh, please go to cheapseatreviews.com. Um, or die. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, slash cheapseatreviews. Anything will uh, help just to kind of keep the lights on. Uh, check out our anchor app. I did a post today for the new Star Trek trailer. Um, leave us review iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Really on iTunes, it kind of helps us. If we can get uh, some more reviews there and get us higher up in the rankings and more people will listen to us, at least that's the idea, uh, like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews, and, of course, follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast, where I post things. I actually do. And, of course, you may send us your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. Um, thanks, guys. That was, uh, this was fun. Um, we were man down. No, no Sam, but that's okay. Um, it was weird, though, going through a whole episode without someone threatening to, to end me. So, um, I'm going to kill you, Sean. Okay, I feel a little better now. I, now I can go to sleep. <laughs> I felt... Well, we did say Sean dies at the end. Oh, did you? Well, maybe that should be... Yeah. The, Sean dies? Okay. I'm good with that. Um, when you were choking on your Coke. Oh, is that what, oh, is that what said, happened? I said I, Coke, not... not. <laughs> it was it was Coke, uh, Coca Cola. Yeah, actually, that that might be the name of the episode. I like that. I was dying. That's why I didn't hear it. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Um, we'll see you next week. Oh, on behalf of Sam Andrew Corny, saying this is Sean saying thank you for listening today. Some of the most diabolical shit I've ever seen.